Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Welcome back to the Start of Your Podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, the co-founder and co-CEO of Established, co-founder of Established Ventures, and the team behind the Startup of the Year community and this very podcast. Thank you for being here. Hope you're having a great week or day. On this episode of the Start of Your Podcast, we'll be joined by Hope Shimabuku. Hope is the regional director of the Texas Regional United States Patent and Trademark Office, the USPTO. For those of you familiar with acronyms, she carries out the strategic direction of the Undersecretary of Commerce for Intellectual Property and the director of the USPTO, and she's responsible for leading up the charge in Texas in their regional office. A lot of things going on in Texas. Texas is growing, lots of startups there, a lot of small businesses, so I'm sure she's been very busy, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about her programs and things she's working on, uh, both locally and then obviously nationally too, as USPTO offers a lot. Hope joined us at the at the uh, start of the year um, events and the established house down at South by Southwest, and that's where we caught her caught up with her, and I'm looking forward to that conversation here shortly. But before we get started, of course we've got a couple announcements, little little housekeeping here. First, I wanted to talk about an event coming up. The event is America's Seed Fund Week. It's the second annual America's Seed Fund Week uh, by the SBA, the U.S. Small, uh, Small Business Administration, and it's coming up May 15th through 18th. So mark your calendars, get it on there. It's, it's an, a virtual event, so you can watch it from your phone or your house or your office um, or maybe your car, but just don't be driving while you're doing that. And uh, yeah, check it out over at americasseedfund.us. americasseedfund.us is where you can go and register for the event and check out all the things that are happening. So we've got some great uh, sessions over there to learn more about what's happening. If you go to americaseedfund.us, hope to see you at America Seed Fund Week. All right. Also, we like to shine a light on companies that are in our community. Companies are doing interesting things, and this one is definitely one that caught my attention. The company today is Stack Homes, and uh, they're building luxury module dwellings designed for the imaginative and conscious home builder while response, uh, responding to environmental and the housing crisis. And uh, these are sustainable, unique, stackable, timely, built-to-order homes. They're really interesting looking. They're pretty. I like the way they look. And they offer some really great options. So you can go out and check it out. Learn more about this new offering from Stack Homes. It's revolutionizing the, re- the residential construction industry by simply going to Stack Homes, S-A-T-C-K, H-O-M-E-S dot com. Learn more. Also at their Instagram, they have at Stack Homes and you can check out all the pictures. They've got some construction behind the scenes shots. Um, I find it really intriguing. I can pretty much stare at uh, home designs and plans forever. I don't know. It's like, um, yeah, it definitely sucks me in like a deer in headlights. So um, I really enjoyed that. And obviously the uh, there's some, some images of like using these Stack Homes for, to create like a little compound with a pool in between. And I could definitely see that. That is a really cool option if you're interested in this type of design. So check it out, stackhomes.com. All right, now we're going to jump into that conversation with Hope Shimabuku. For all those that are not familiar with the USPTO, can we kind of talk a little bit about what 
that means to be like what should they be thinking about when they think about a USPTO? What should what are the what's the first thing that you should be thinking about when you're talking about USPTO and how you can help startups and, and other ecosystem developer or ecosystem builders? So I think one of the things that um, many people don't realize is that especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're working through things, um, any innovation or any idea, anytime you're starting a new business, intellectual property really should be at the top of your mind. Because if you think about intellectual property and the two words in and of itself, intellectual is anything that you have created, right, in your mind, and then property is anything that you own. So there are all these intangible assets that you can use similar to what you can do with like real property or anything that you have typically. Like if you have a car or a computer, anything that you create, you can transfer it, you can sell it, you can rent it out. And in the intellectual property world, that is called licensing. So all of these things that you have created is all something that you have developed in your mind. And it really should be something that you are protecting and that you are thinking about at the forefront of any business that you are thinking about. That's interesting. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about how that's been changing over time. Because I know we, we've, we've seen definite changes in, in the environment with, you know, things that people are creating. You know, music, for example, is one area. Right. Um, but there's been more, too. So, um, so from a startup perspective, if you're starting a company and you're thinking about those things, where can they go to find resources and learn more about what you're doing? And what should be their first step be? Like, oh, if you got this idea and you want to, like, get it going, like, what's the... Oh, should I immediately file, you know, some kind of trademark or or should I come up with an idea and maybe be patented immediately or what does that look like and what are the costs and what should I do like if I had this idea? Right, that's a really good question. Yeah. And so I think the hardest um, part in figuring out what you should do is trying to figure out what you have, first of all, because there's four different types of intellectual property. You have patents, which is your inventions, right? So if you've created a new widget, you've created a new process, you might have something that might be patentable. Or if you've created a trade name, a logo, or some um, business that you're going into, you'll, uh, it's a source identifier. It identifies who is providing that particular goods or services or that particular product line. And so you might have a trademark. So anyone who has a business that has a name for their business, you have a trademark at the end of the day. The other thing that you... little TM you see next to the little name, right? Right. So the TM is the trademark. That's what you see. If you register that trademark with uh, with our office, you'll have a circle R, right? So a lot of people... That's for respect, right? Uh, Well, it's for respect and trademarks, right? Okay, right, right. That's what I mean. Respect and trademark. Yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. And then if you've created anything artistic, then you might have a copyright at the end of the day. Or if you have something that is valuable... To, that you keep it secret, then you might have a trade secret. So all well, you're not supposed to tell anybody those. Right, you don't want to tell. So you're going to tell it to you guys. It. Well, no, you're oh. not going to tell it to us. Oh, okay. And so Good. you don't want to register it because once you register it with the U.S. government, it's now public information. Holy cow! Yeah, pull that so back. We're not telling anybody our secrets. Yeah, so you don't want to. So the uh, the most well known uh, trade secret that's out there is the Coca Cola formula. Wait, 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 wait! But you know about it, so it can't be a secret. But we don't know how to make Coke, right? Oh, jeez. So yeah, that's it's why it's a trade secret. So the actual process of making Coca Cola is not known, and so that's actually why it's a trade secret. So for the USPTO on our website, we have a wealth of resources, including what we call an IP identifier tool. So if you don't know exactly what kind of IP you own, you can go onto our website, answer a couple of questions, and then you can start um, looking at what kind of assets you might. That's amazing. Have. So you just go to USPTO.gov, Gov, and then right? go. There's a place right there where it's, it talks about your IPO and what you have. 
Right. It's a magic, so, magical machine called right, the IPO it's an, identifier. It's a, yeah, it's an IP identifier. IP, okay. IPO, not IPO, IP identifier. Yeah. IP identifier, yeah. and you can actually try to figure out other resources yeah. as well oh, cool. uh, on the website. That's really helpful. So uh, answer a few questions, and, and then it spits out, like, uh, this is what you should do. Right. So it identifies what kind of IP you might have, because yeah. then you can kind of identify where you want to go next. Okay. So for example, if you have something that might need to be patented mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do, then we have a series of classes that you could take. Oh. It's called a path to a patent. That's great. Or you could go to our invention hotline, which is a 1-800 number. No so way. Can, can we talk about Can we say it now, or is it going to get flooded with people? No, it's, oh, a, okay. it's called the it's Inventor. It's not a secret. No, it's not. <laughs> it's called Inventors Assistance Center. Mm -hmm. And so you go online, and you, you can look up our telephone number at USPTO.gov, wow. and you can call it. You can also and someone answers. Yes, someone answers. Wow. It's that's a amazing. Number. Yep. That's fantastic. And what happens when they answer? You can. Um, what you'll do is you'll ask your question, and it depends on a number of different things. Like if you've started your process, or you are um, just trying to get your application filed, they'll answer your questions across the board. If you have questions about whatever responses or letters that you're getting from us, you can ask them as well. So it's a great way for you to get um, free resources if you don't have an attorney that is representing you. Is it other to the contact us? Is that where I'm supposed to find it? Where do I? I just want to make sure I'm trying to. Um, I that is one, some of the information. What I would do is, if you go okay. to USPTO.gov, you look, you see the little magnifying glass, yeah. and do the search. Yeah. Look up Inventors Assistance Center. Okay. And then you can go in there and try to find the contact information. Okay. You can also. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. It's one eight hundred PTO nine one nine nine. That's oh, the shoot. Inventors. One eight hundred. PTO. PTO. Nine one nine nine. Is that right? Nine one nine one. Nine one. one. Jeez. Okay. Got it. We're Are you going to call it now? Is yeah, that why? Yeah, we got to talk to them and find out. Yes. It's it is Sunday, you know, and they're oh, not, they're not they there. May not be oh, working shoot. right I now. I can't get a signal. It's busy. Dang it. Next time. <laughs> there, everyone's calling on Sunday apparently. So it, that's interesting. So that is the phone number you can call them. Not on Sunday, but other days. And, right. and they'll answer and you'd figure out, they'll help you kind of point guard where to go. Right, on the patent side. We okay. also have the similar oh, on geez, the trademark the, side. What's the phone number? <laughs> on the trademark side, you could do the same oh, thing. Geez. Okay. Call the trademark assistance yeah. center, you can do that. That's as cool. Well. I love that. And so, but we also. So you're very helpful. We are, we yeah. are. And we also actually have a number of different partnerships as well on resources. So mm -hmm. if you are looking for an attorney and mm -hmm. you can't afford one and you fall below a certain income level, yeah. we have um, partnerships in which we ha have pro bono oh, wow. um, patent attorney as well as trademark attorney. Because how much does it cost to file a patent or, you know, basically file a trademark? So with our You're, office, normally, like right. High, so, so the filing fees for us, if mm. you don't have any sort of discounts and it's yeah. a plain Jane, right? Yeah. It's a complicated formula, but yeah. if it's a plain Jane. It's probably going to cost you about $2,000 for a large company. Okay. But if you are a small company, mm. you get a 50% reduction. And then if you're a micro entity, you get an 80% reduction oh, okay. um, on that. And that's so great. on those filing fees, that doesn't include the attorney's fees. Right. That's so. the big one. Like the attorney right. fee can be big. So attorney's fees are range. going to range, be a big range. It's been a while since yeah. I, I've yeah, you don't have to. I don't, you have to quote on this, on this one, but it, it can change based on what the, the level of right. intensity so of Right, so based help. on the type of technology you are working in right. will determine probably um, what your attorney's fees are. And it's probably hourly? 
like hourly rates or something like sometimes, that? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a flat rate. Oh, okay. And so some attorneys will, yeah. um, they work in that area a lot. And so some of them will go with a okay. flat rate. And then there's this, but if you don't, if you can't do that, there's a pro bono opportunity for you to kind of help with that. Right. So Great. there's a pro bono attorney. If you fall below a certain income threshold, yep. we also have um, partnerships with a number of different law schools around the country oh, cool. in which we do have law students who can help write applications for yep. you. They're supervised by attorneys oh, great. and they don't have that income threshold because the reason that they're doing it is for educational Experience, purposes. Yeah. yeah, so it's not so much the income threshold. So you have to pay them still or no? For the law school clinics, no. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a way, that's a little hack you just get. You hear that? You can go to well, USPTO.gov, right? Right, and then look up the law school clinic. Law, law school's clinic, and then you can actually have law students help you file your patent or trademark. That's pretty amazing. That's right. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. And it's I learned something country. today. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And uh, and so there's a regional, you said, or is it no? Anyway, the law students are everywhere. The law schools are everywhere. Okay. And so different law schools will service different parts of the country. Okay. And so, for example, in Texas, there are four different law, uh, law that's schools. That's huge at SMU, Baylor, Texas A&M, as well as South Texas. Okay. And each of them will service different parts of Texas, but some some of them will accept clients um, throughout the United States as well. Wow, that's great. Yep. That's a really fun, I mean, that's a great way to get it going if you know what yep. you're doing. Absolutely, it's uh, a great place. Okay, so regionally, it's been blowing up yes. in Texas here. Lots of people moving thanks to the pandemic and just re, you know working from everywhere, everywhere set up. What, um, what have you been seeing? Like, what are the things you've been seeing and handling the most? And like, what are kind of some of the things you're thinking about from the USPTO perspective here? So I think that there is lots of technology blowing up around, um, around Texas. I think that with lots of companies come actually moving in, we're yeah. seeing a lot more variety in the type of technology that we are seeing here in Texas. Mm -hmm. But understand as well that we see all sorts of technology, right? And so yeah. it could be from semiconductors to computer programs all the way to automobiles and just the average widget, right? You have an automaker in Texas? We do. We have Toyota and Tesla. So we have several automakers here. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew, I knew that. I was just kind of thinking about it. Um, I just saw he's going to make a town in Texas. Uh, is he going to Down in the probably, south? Yeah, he's, I think he might patent and trademark that too. Who knows? Um, probably. probably they, they have a lot of patents. It's coming so. through. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the biggest patent holder in Texas? Do we know? In Texas. Or in, in the world. Oh, in... Um, or not in the, in the U.S. In the world. Well, in the U.S., um, IBM has been leading the way okay. um, within the United States. Okay. And within Texas, uh, Hewlett-Packard was number one for a while. I haven't looked at the numbers That's lately. interesting. And okay. So. And then, um, so we've got, we've got this going. We've got some people on the phone. We're talking to them, making us, help us, helping us. We've got law students helping us. Now what? Now we've got this patent trademark. What do we do? So that's a great question. So I think... Um, Having a patent um, especially is um, really good. Even the patent pending status as you are trying to get your patent and you're working through the process. What we've noticed is that it is a, it is a great driver for you to be able to get funding. Mm -hmm. It increases your probability of getting funding by almost 70% by just wow. having a patent or patent pending status. So that's huge for yeah. entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then what it does also is it protects you at the end of the day when you're trying to actually get your idea out there trying to get it to market mm -hmm. if you have it already in your pocketbook something that's already filed with our office mm -hmm. you have that in place in case you don't have an nda or someone refuses to sign the nda at the end oh, of the interesting. day okay yep. wow so so you got it going you got it got it started you got this patent and now what if somebody comes in and is like using your name like established for example so, not that that would happen i'm just wondering so if someone comes in and you have trademarked yeah. established, yeah, yeah. for example, so a trademark is the source identifier yep. 
then what you do is you're able to be able to protect your rights and ask that person to stop if they didn't have permission to use your mark. name or yeah. your mark in along in those same line of goods or services. Got it. Now let's say they don't care. What do you do then? And you don't you don't maybe is there help online for that? Like, can you go call the USPTO and be like, hey, I need some law students because I can't afford to defend myself for this situation? So the USPTO is not able to help in that way. Okay. But that's why we have a number of those pro bono legal services. You oh. might be able to reach out to them yep. and they should be able to help you yeah. um, possibly be able to work on your case because we're there to be able to register your up. mark. Yeah and to give you your your patent right. but we're not unfortunately there for the enforcement side right which can cost a lot of money right it could cause a lot of okay so money i understand that it makes makes sense uh what about like if uh let's say you're not there to enforce it but is there help to like say like oh this is the kind of thing you need to do if someone's using your patent or using or you're someone's infringing on your patent or using your trademark or register registered mark like is do you have like templates be like send this note and it's probably going to work or, you know, kind of thing or anything like that. Unfortunately, not, not within the USPTO. Okay. And so that's something that is more on the enforcement side. Is there any resources that they should look at for like, here's a good template or this is great, this is a great place to go, or this is a great guide if you're in this position. For the enforcement side, I would say that you probably really need to talk to an attorney yeah. at that point in yeah. time. And there may be some templates that are out there. I know a lot of people look online yeah. for some templates, but the only reason I'm saying get... templates is because we're talking to startups. You know, right. once you're like bigger and you're like whatever, you know, IBM, sure you can pay for the lawyers. You probably have a whole team right. or Right. I see tons of lawyers to handle, handle it, but you know, get to that early stage, it's hard, you know? Yeah, it is really hard. I mean, one of the things that we have actually within the PTO that we've actually created yeah. is an IP for business checklist. Oh, okay. And so what we've done is um, we've put in a checklist for all the places that you may not really consider as an entrepreneur for where intellectual property rights might arise. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, in your employment agreements, what you might not realize is that as someone comes on board, you want them to make sure that if they know what your trade secret is, or they've invented something, or they've created something that as a company or an entrepreneur that you own that at the end of the day. Right. So if you... Code. Yep, code, right? If you're coding at the end of the day, making sure that they realize that whatever you're written, uh, you have developed, that's actually owned by the entrepreneur at the end of the day. Right. So we have this checklist and it's a template. Well, it's not an enforcement no, checklist. No, it's a good guide. What it is, it's a great guide. So um, any of you who are listening or here, you are welcome to just reach out to us at USPTO and reach out to me and then we can send you that template. Fantastic. Now we're almost at time here and I wanted to keep it going because we got some other folks that needed to chat to with too but i wanted to ask you is there anything like that's front you know front and center right now that you're thinking about that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you'd want this audience to listen you know listening to hear yes absolutely so we have actually a number of programs um for expedited patent review oh so if you are we call them the three c's actually my um colleague mentioned the three c's one is if you have a covid 19 related product yeah that you want to get through the patent process because it sometimes can take a little bit of time. Yeah. If you want to get it expedited, you can actually apply for a patent so that you could get that expedited review. Mm -hmm. Same thing with um, what we call the cancer moonshot program. Oh. If you have a new treatment for so a cancer. You see, it's COVID uh, cancer. Yeah, okay. COVID cancer. And then the third one yep. is climate. 
Oh. And so if you have a yep. new patent related to reducing greenhouse emissions, mm -hmm. those types of things you can actually ask for expedited review so that the patent can get approved faster. Great. That's fantastic. And they can find that on USPTO.gov. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. All that information. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Amazing. The USPTO really does uh, protect, you know, really trying to help protect intellectual property, which is something that affects us all. Um, and they're, you know, doing a lot, have a lot of offerings and programs, and hopefully you learned something from the conversation today. And if you did and you want to share it, please do, um, you know, do that. And hopefully you can take advantage of some of the resources too. I mean, there's some really interesting um, things we talked about and on the fly <laughs> try to take advantage of. So uh, if you find it interesting, please check it out. If you don't, please do share it with somebody that uh, might. And hopefully we're helping you all further your journey with protecting your intellectual property. All right. Well, that's the episode for today. I hope you had a, a great listen here. Um, we had a good time producing it and we'll continue to do so. Until uh, next time, I've got just a couple words of advice. If you got a startup idea out there, get it going. Today is the best day to start up. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Get it going. Get it started. And in doing so, I invite you to join us here in this community startup of the year uh, for access to support, expert advice, and all the resources you need to elevate your startup by simply going to startupofyear.com. It's simple. You just you can join, apply, be a part of the community. We'll get you in there. We've got lots of different things that we're doing throughout the year. And, uh, or you can go to the short link. If you like to type shorter things, go to SOTY.link, L-I-N-K, forward slash apply, and join today. Look forward to seeing you there. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber. I, and don't forget to hug your loved ones out there. And when you're out there, make some waves in the world. Good luck starting up. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll be back with another episode soon. 